Welcome back to the Sujit Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind defeated the yogis, how they tried with all their might, but they couldn't hurt any of the Sikhs or the Guru, and how they got burned by the glory and the power of Guru Hargobind. So that's how chapter 34 ended. Now chapter 35 starts off describing how these yogis ran back in great shame to the Himalayas, to Goraknath. Immediately, Goraknath looked at them in anger and started cutting them out saying to them, listen, Bangarnath, you've destroyed all your honor by doing this. You used to sit here in great arrogance, and when Guru Nanak came here, you hid their sandals, and you got beatings for that, this again. Now is a reference to the Vara Pai Gurdas, the stories in there about Guru Nanak meeting the yogis. So Goraknath continues saying, you had such regret after that, and then you bowed down to the Guru after you accepted defeat, and even now, You've not left us hatred for the Guru's house. It thus appears that in Kaljog, in this age of darkness, this darkness now has spread extensively over the entire world. And you left your vow to stay here in the Himalayas, to go out into the world of humans just to do your silly actions again. You've dishonored the entire name of the Sids, the yogis, in these arrogant actions. Those Sids, those yogis who remain under my command, they shall not leave this place ever again. They should stay here and not show themselves to the people again. They should not go into the world and show themselves to attract people so that people may worship them. If anybody does that, I'll chuck them out of here, out of my assembly of yogis. Everyone there then in the gathering looked at Bhangaranath and laughed at him. They understood him to be just the ultimate idiot. Pangarnath, though he was just sitting there with his head lowered, he was just drowning in shame. Everyone there accepted Goraknath's command that they would not go out into the world and interact with people again, that they would stay there in the Himalayas on the Meru mountain, on the Sumer mountain, this mythological mountain in the Himalayas, to live out their very long lives, very long lives on account of them practicing yoga. But now back to the Divan, the court session of Guru Hargobind. The warriors were sitting there. The Saad, the holy mat, Almast was there as well. And they saw this entire spectacle that happened. How the yogis ran away and they were just, everyone was overjoyed. Guru Hargobind looked at all of them and said, Listen, all the obstacles now have been removed, have been destroyed. In the future, there will be no other obstacles here to bug anybody. No Sids, no yogis will come here again. For the rest of time, this place will be known as Nanak Mata. All the Sikhs there heard this. They were in just such bliss. Started yelling out uh, calls of victory for the Guru, saying, Victory, victory to you, Guru Hargobind. That day, Guru Hargobind stayed there and they didn't go anywhere else. They had massive amounts of prashad made there and it was distributed to everybody there. Many people from around that area heard that Guru Hargobind was there in that area and they started coming in droves. Men, women, everyone was coming in such enthusiasm. A great congregation was formed there with all these people. They came from great distances as well. They came running, bringing with them great amounts of offerings for the Guru, placing them down before bowing down to the Guru, singing the Guru's praises. They were just purified by the divine sight, the darshan 
of Guru Hargobind. They would then forever be attached to the remembrance of Satanam, the true name. Their sleeping minds were awakened to devotional worship upon seeing the Guru. There was such congestion there in that Divan session on all sides. People were coming and going in all directions. Everywhere people were going after leaving. They were just singing the praises of Guru Hargobind along their way. How all of their desires were fulfilled by receiving the darshan, the divine sight of the Guru. So after the Dvan session, Guru Hargobind mounted up and rode out into the very thick forest in that area to hunt. And very selectively, very precisely, the Guru combed through the forest to hunt tigers. They also used their hunting dogs to chase and hunt rabbits. They hunted axis deer as well. They didn't let these deer get away from their arrows. Their shots were so fast that they just nailed these deer. They used their rifles as well. So a little side note here that hunting axis deer with bow and arrow is extremely difficult. And only the best hunters in the world could do this. Typically this is done in the late afternoon when the wind picks up so they can't uh, hear the snap of the bow. Because as soon as the axis deer hear this snap of the bow, as the arrows release, they just jump up and quickly dodge the arrow. But Guru Hargobind shooting these arrows so fast that they're just nailing these deer so quickly they don't even have time to jump up. So Guru Hargobind would roam around in these very thick and dense forests for quite some time. In the meantime, while the Guru was out, back at the encampment, congregation was gathering more and more as people were coming in from all areas. And when Guru Hargobind would return from the forest, they would re all receive the beautiful and divine sight of the Guru. Around that area, there were a lot of traders as well, uh, who were Sikhs, and they were extremely wealthy. They would very generously donate large amounts to the Guru's house and have all of their desires fulfilled. So in this way, many days passed with Guru Hargobind holding Divan sessions there at Nanakmata and also going hunting in the forest at the foothills of these Himalayan mountains. At one point, Guru Hargobind called all the main Sikhs of that area and got them together and told them, this auspicious place here is associated with Guru Nanak and receiving its darshan, its divine sight, results in great merit. Keep this faith in your heart and all your sins will be destroyed. So gather here on important days, have melas, have festivals here, recite, listen to the words of the true Guru, Gurubani, perform Kirtan, and become pure listening to it. Those who come here and gather together in congregation, in community, in Sangat, will have all of their obstacles removed. The Sikhs replied back that they would absolutely do this. Guru Hargobind then said that he was assigning the main duty here to the person in the Saad, the Fakiri, the holy man, dress the ascetic dress and so here he the guru is referring to almast guru hargobind gave some comfort and determination to almast that he had the guru's blessings to perform these tasks after which guru hargobind then got ready to head back home and commanded the army to prepare to mobilize guru hargobind then stood up and performed an ardas before mounting up and then heading out Everyone in the city bowed down to the Guru on their way out. So the Guru, with his battalion of warriors riding behind him, was slowly traveling through along the path 
and they eventually got to the Saraswati River. They made their encampment there along the riverbanks. Guru Hargobind then went into the beautiful water, and behind him, Bilichand, Jetha, and others were following him along into the Ganges River, the Ganga. They were swimming very quickly from one riverbank to the other. They were just having a blast. They were overjoyed at how clean and how beautiful this water was. The local pandits of that area, they heard Guru Hargobind was coming and they came to beg from the Guru, who very generously gave them money. The pandits then began singing uh, praise of the Guru before leaving home, saying that there is no other great charitable giver than Guru Hargobind. The Guru gave so much money that their poverty from generations was removed. So Guru Hargobind was having such a great time there in the water. According to their liking, they enjoyed their time there in play. They then mounted up and traveled slowly again down the river path in great enjoyment. They got to the very dark waters of the Jamuna River, which destroys all sins. They again set up their camp along the riverbanks and gave out charity to the local Brahmins there who were begging from the Guru. The Guru with his warriors then crossed the riverbanks on their horses, on a boat, and they traveled till they hit Thanesar, where they would set up camp again. And in this great Sarovar, uh, they bathed there. They then went to the spot where Guru Nanak came when he went to Thanesar. They all received the Darshan, the Divine Sight, where Guru Nanak sat. They distributed Prachad there to everyone, and everybody enjoyed that. The Sikhs at that moment, they asked the Guru about this spot and the story of Guru Nanak here. And Guru Hargobind told them all by saying, when Guru Nanak came here was the time of the solar eclipse. All the sannyasis and brahmins got together. The Guru looking at them understood that they all had such vile and impure minds, but they would dress up in this manner of spirituality and that they were holy. So they had debates here and Guru Nanak placed them all on the right path, spreading Guru Sikhi across the world, Guru Nanak did. All the Brahmins got together here at that point. They saw what Guru Nanak was doing. He was cooking a deer. And then Guru Nanak recited these saloks. So this is a reference here to the Shabbas and Rag Malar on Ang 1289 of Guru Granth The Brahmins had seen Guru Nanak cook meat here and they were questioning the Guru on this. And that's why the Guru recited these passages. So this. It's very famous passage, Mas Mas Jana. The fools, you know, they debate, they speak about meat, but they know nothing about wisdom or contemplation. That what should we even call meat? And what should we call vegetables? And by eating which one, you know, what results in sin? It's a question that Guru Nanak was asking. These Pandits, sannyasis, brahmins. So this whole passage here, Guru Nanak questions how some people stigmatize meat eating. So Guru Hargobin explained all this to the congregation. Then he made his encampment here and spent some days resting here at Tanesar, bathing in all the pilgrimage sites here before traveling again forward, uh, heading west, meeting many Sikhs along the way who would see the Guru on the path and would come running towards them before bowing down. Wherever Guru Hargobind set up his encampment, countless people would come there to receive the divine sight of the Guru. They would offer great amounts of wealth and gifts to the Guru while bowing down. It seemed like great festivals were happening wherever the Guru would go. 
because so many people would come and there would be such a congestion and fanfare around the Guru. But slowly, slowly, they traveled on and eventually they got to Duroli, the village where Sayandas and Ramo live, where Mata Ganga and the two wives of Guru Hargobind, Mata Dumodri and Mata Nanaki had arrived there. They were all waiting for the Guru to come as well. They were so absorbed in this desire to see Guru Hargobind that they would cry out to the crows there saying, tell us crows, when will the Guru arrive? Mata Ganga had so much love for her son in her heart. She was just torn by this desire to see the Guru. Both the wives, Mata Dumodri, who was pregnant, expecting, and Mata Nanaki were just remembering the Guru with such love, awaiting the arrival of their husband. In the same way, Ramo and Sayandas both were waiting for the Guru in great love. Mata Nanaki's left eye started to twitch, these large, beautiful eyes which looked like blue lotuses. The chunni from Mata Dumodri's head it slipped, and her left arm started to twitch as well. And they all understand these small signs to be auspicious signs that perhaps the Guru was on his way and would be there very soon. Sayandas and Ramo were really excited about this. And when they finally heard that Guru Hargobind was making his way there, they got all their gifts ready, along with all the grass and supplies for the army as well. And this is how they spent their days awaiting for Guru Hargobind, like a peacock awaiting the dark clouds to pour down. So this is how chapter 35 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobind arrives there in Daroli to meet with his family and with Sayandas and Rama. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Jarn Patreon page. Get out, you